When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's start this program. This is the Rich Eisen Show. With the Kansas City Chiefs. Now Mahomes looking for the end zone pass caught. Touchdown! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. They're back. I told you. My favorite words I get to say in this microphone. Kansas City! Today's guests. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. UConn head football coach, Jim Mora. Five-time Pro Bowl running back, Frank Gore. Plus, ESPN college football analyst, Ryan Leaf. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everyone. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, live in Los Angeles, California. I'm here on NBC Sports on Peacock, 12 to 3 Eastern every day after the Dan Patrick Show. Same thing on NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 85. And for that radio audience listening on Sirius XM Channel 85 or this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio outfit and station smart enough to have us or on Odyssey listening to us streaming coast to coast or listening to us on our podcast available where all podcasts are acquired on Cumulus Podcast Network. Brockman knows where I'm going to describe all that. <laughs> I am wearing a fantastic plum sweater today. Just call me the professor. Hey, now. Hey. Just call me the professor. In the library? In the li- yeah, I was just no, it's, I'm, the, I'm the professor on the, mic. In the st- on the mic in the studio. Uh, well, the mic is my weapon. Okay? Ah. Or my words. <laughs> your words are your weapons. Yeah. Good to see you, TJ Jefferson. Who are we going to hey. murder? How are you, sir? Good to see you. Uh, Chris Brockman and uh, Jason Fellers. What's up, Rich? Hey, very good. You know what? Week nine again. I'll I'll start again. Uh, Like like, uh, yesterday's show, repeating it because we we have new, fresh information. Uh, Week nine was the, what the hell was that week in 2021 NFL uh, regular season? Uh, Week 10, week 10, week 10. I'm back. Back. You're back in fantasy. I'm back in fantasy. You too. Right? All of us. It's who's back. Who's, who's back. who's back. Who's back. If you were not back in week 10, you you you, you may not um, ever be back. Baby got back. These babies got back <laughs> in week 10. Chiefs are back. Right? Chiefs are back. Chiefs are back. Yeah. Cowboys are back. They never went nowhere. They were, well, they we went away for about four quarters. Four quarters. Four quarters. Four quarters, you disappeared. I mean, completely poof. Gone. Four quarters against Denver, gone. We buried Cowboys it. are back. Cowboys, Cowboys are back. The Patriots, as we've come to know them, they're back. back. Patriots are back on that front. Ugh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. But hey, hey, NFL, <laughs> NFL they're back. Sorry, everybody. The Buffalo Man. Bills. The Buffalo Bills are back. They went away for for four quarters yeah. briefly against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they took on the Jets. And as the Colts learned uh, recently, that's the that's the get right game. That's the, that's your get right game. Uh, so the Bills are back, right? Um, uh, Cam, he even told you, literally himself, I'm back. I'm yeah. back. <laughs> Took off his helmet and said, I'm back, in case you did not know that number one in your program, number one in your heart, was in fact back, Superman 2, mm-hmm. the sequel. He's back. He's basically said it to you. I am back. The San Francisco 49ers, they're back. Woo. 
Now it could wind up being just for four quarters in the same way that Denver made Dallas disappear for four quarters and the Bills disappeared for four quarters. Maybe they're back for just four quarters. But for those four quarters last night, that's the stuff. That's the stuff the Kyle Shanahan coached and John Lynch generally managed 49ers are supposed to look like. They're supposed to have efficient quarterback play from Jimmy Garoppolo with the hands also firmly placed on 10 and 2 on the steering wheel with Jimmy at quarterback. 19 attempts connected on 15 of those 19. Efficient. A couple of them that weren't connected for some reason when they were up big. He's challenging Jalen Ramsey. It was a momentary lapse of reason. I saw you tweet about that. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Two touchdowns for Jimmy G. Two touchdowns. And the touchdowns were two greatest hits being played. George Kittle, Debo Samuel. And Debo had a rushing touchdown. Again, when you go see your favorite band or group in concert and they play their new music, you're kind of like, okay, you know, like I'm, I'll be into whatever you're into right now. But just, you want to just say, but play the hits. Play the hits. Play the hits. Play the hits hits that used to make me feel so good. Play the hits that give me just the warm and fuzzy memories. Play the hits. Running 40 times. That's playing the hits for Kyle Shanahan. And in the role of Raheem Mostert, in that role of fill-in-the-blank running back, Elijah Mitchell, sixth-round draft choice, as they were pointing out on the broadcast last night on the Manning cast. Sixth-round draft choice. Terrell Davis used to be that for Papa Shanahan. Okay, this is the 49er good stuff. And then defensively, hitting you in the mouth, turning you over. Pick six for Jimmy Ward after another pick. That was a gift to them, and we'll get to the Rams in a second. Timely defense, hard-hitting defense, running the ball down your throat, not knowing who's getting it, who not who's getting it. It could be flipped out here. It could be, you know, we're pulling the guards there and we're going the other direction. It could be a wide receiver. It could be anybody, but they're all running at the most difficult angle for you to cover a hole that's most difficult for you to fill, and they're slashing, running downhill. That's the 49er way under Shanahan. We saw it last night, didn't we? Oh, we did. And also, playing the hits for the uh, 49ers is beating the Rams. That's five in a row. Last time the Niners lost to the Rams, last time the Rams beat the 49ers, was in the final week of the regular season of the Rams' Super Bowl run with Jared Goff at quarterback. So, what do you make of it? Well, better to see it now than not at all, which we didn't see it at all last year. Didn't see it at all last year. Could they get Ayuk involved a little bit more? Of course. Can they play a little tighter defense? Maybe, sure. Robbie Gold kicking field goals from 50 yards out. That's the, that's a, that's another hit. That was good. That's one of those hits. It might be a B-side of one of their hits, but yeah. I understand. <laughs> End of the show. B-side. What do you do with this if you're a 49 fan? You say, yes, yes. And then you say, we're going to Jacksonville next week. Let's finish that one up, too. 
And uh, then we're 500. Then you're five and five. Right now, there's a five and five team sitting in the seventh slot with Cam Newton quarterbacking it. Yeah, buddy. Right now, there's a Saints team sitting in the sixth seed just a game in front of you. I mean, the sixth seed, you're just a game out of the sixth seed, San Francisco. You know? And then you've got a Falcons team that's sitting there at four and five as well, getting set to take on a Patriots team that I think is flat out just licking its chops to kick off week 11 in a couple of nights on the triple cast. And the Minnesota Vikings uh, have have a game against, oh yeah, there it is, the Green Bay Packers coming up. That's a must win for the Vikes since they're at home. I'll just tell you this, folks. You're a 49er fan right now. You like to see it. You like to see the neighborhood that you're sitting in right now. Would you like to be in a, living in a more higher rent district in your division? Of course, but you're not the Seahawks. You would have been three and six sitting right there with the Seahawks if you lost last night. And instead, they just put their foot in the ground and they hit the Rams right in the mouth. Good stuff. I'm going to put up a poll real quick. Which four-win NFC team? Best chance to make the playoffs. I think you're going to see a lot of Niners fans. Vikings, Niners, Falcons, Eagles. The Eagles, too. I know you put that in overreaction Monday yesterday that the Eagles. They look good. Well, I need to see a little bit more from them consistently, but that's why there's seven more regular season games, right? Longest regular season ever. One extra piece of runway for you to zoom into the playoffs this year. Now then, let's talk about the Rams. It was brutal. It's been a brutal two weeks. There's no question about it. Been a brutal two weeks right there in your home stadium, the Tennessee Titans, without Derrick Henry, come all the way across the country and just pound you. Pound you in his submission. Um, Matthew Stafford looked as bad as he's looked as a Rams quarterback. Right under the lights. And that just lends credence, once again, two straight losses under the lights where you don't look at all like the team that you should be or you don't look at all like the team that you have been with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. And Stafford's going to hear this on his bye week if if it pierces his world. What's he done? The Rams went and got a quarterback that fits their system better, that is a better quarterback in this league. I think that most people would agree on that with all due respect to Jared Goff, and I know I back-ended the all due respect comment. But what's he done? What has he done in the National Football League except come close against the Dallas Cowboys in a playoff game? What's he done? So these two losses lend credence to the, can he win the big game? Even though he's already beaten the Bucs, but that wasn't on a Sunday night or a Monday night, despite it being a late window marquee game that most of the country did see. So it's it's an unfair broadside, I think, but you're going to hear it. You're going to hear it, and until he does win one of those big-time games that the whole country's going to be sitting there and watch. And the next one on that is the one that's coming up after their bye week at Green Bay. Going back into the NFC North, he's been in Lambeau Field before. He's won in Lambeau Field before. He's going to have to do it again to stop a two-game losing streak as opposed to being a three-game losing streak against a team that they're going to have to beat in order to get to the Super Bowl or have in their back pocket to make come to them in Los Angeles should they somehow win this division, which is possible because the Arizona Cardinals are banged up and they just had one of those bury-the-tape performances as well. 
I'm not going to buy into the, well, here's the thing. I will say that Robert Woods' departure is more to say, what what was that? If we're talking about a what was that performance, Robert Woods' departure, I think, is more jarring than anything to do with Odell's arrival being something that could cause a different approach in the offense. Now, Stafford forcing one all the way down the field on the opening drive of the game into double coverage, assuming that Odell would adjust to the ball. I don't know. Did Odell run towards the sideline? And obviously the ball was placed closer to the hash and the numbers. Is that Stafford's fault? Was that Odell's fault? Doesn't matter because Odell just got there. The quarterback shouldn't be heaving it down the field into double coverage. You know? I mean, it wasn't like desperation time. It was the opening drive of the game. Yeah. And yeah, it was like a punt. It was like a punt. But it was second down, right? It was like a punt. And here's the issue is now you got Vaughn you're throwing out there too. And the defense got put on the field there and they gave up damn near a quarter long drive. That thing was straight out of the playbook of the 49ers taking up the time and hitting you in the mouth and stealing your soul type drive. So it's a team effort last night. And that Woods being out, I think, got a lot of people just off kilter. How else is Cup dropping a ball that, yeah, it's thrown behind him, but normally he would catch or Higby having one go off his hands and then a pick six ensues or another one in the second half that Higby just let on a third down drop right out of his hand. I mean, it just, they looked off all night and I will give them the benefit of the fact that Robert Woods, who does so much for them on offense, that we do focus on the connection between Stafford and Cup so much because it is so prolific and you see it in the results on the stat sheet on the fact that Cup won Offensive Player of the Month in the NFC in September and October, but lost amongst that. I guess you got to see the the woods from the trees, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the woods is so important to this Rams team. He does so much. He does much, so much running and blocking. He does so much catching and route running. He does so much in terms of personifying what McVeigh is cooking up and wants done. And Odell just got there. And it's totally unfair to say you now have to be Woods. It's not the game. It's not his style. It's not his game. It's not his role. So... Again, in the same way that the Niners stunk on ice for much of the the first half of the season, and you were even overreaction Mondaying me with uh, Shanahan on the hot seat. Yeah, and now they're in a pretty decent spot. Mm-hmm. Even though I went high register, <laughs> Chiefs stink on ice. They're in first place. It's a long season. Let's see how it all plays out. They still are hitting their bye week, having won seventy percent of their games through ten weeks. I think the bye week is perfectly timed. Stafford said after the game he could use a week of rest. He's banged up or he's got a back problem or what have you. Take a beat. Get Von Miller up to speed. He didn't look he didn't look Von like either. 
Did you see Kittle put him on skates? Did you see him yo, at I, one point? Yeah, I just saw that clip. Warren Sharp tweeted it out. Dude, oh, Kittle baby. put him on skates and just pancaked. Again, that was the Niners night last night. Yeah. That's the good stuff for the Niners. And the Rams stuff is something that, again, let's take a beat, get healthy, get Odell more in the playbook, get Vaughn healthy, get everyone more in the playbook, figure out what needs to be done, what bolts need to be tightened because their next game is at Green Bay. And the whole country still being thick on tryptophan from Thanksgiving is going to be settling in late window on Fox for that Sunday game. And that's going to be, as the kids say, lit. So is our guest list today. Uh, some old school friends, man. I'm not going to lie. First up's Kurt Warner, who called the game on Westwood One Monday Night Football last night with Kevin Harlan. So we're going to see, ask him. Rams in trouble. What does he think about what he saw from the 49ers? Obviously, the Patriots are on a roll. He saw the Chiefs in person against the Giants that kicked off the three-game winning streak that they're on right now. We'll ask Kurt about all of that. Uh, one of the first NFL insiders that we had on NFL Total Access when we launched NFL Network 18 years ago this month, we would have coaches act as insiders, which is kind of fun because they're not really going to tell you anything. But they, they do tell you, hey, this happened in practice, that happened in practice. On NFL Total Access, the first correspondent as such was Jim Mora, then the defensive coordinator of the 49ers. As we all know, he wound up becoming the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. He got one and done because Pete Carroll became available. Then he became the head coach of UCLA here in this town. Now he's the new head coach at UConn. I figure let's catch up with him. Let's do it. Um, Ryan Leaf is going to be here in studio in hour number three. He's got a new podcast out called Bust on His Life. And so he's going to be here in studio to talk about that. We'll talk about a little college football with him as well. And uh, in the middle of our program, Frank Gore will be joining us. And okay. I've been talking to Frank for years. I mean, years. Ever since he came off the campus at uh, the U. And he's third all-time on the rushing list. You know I feel he's a Hall of Famer. We've had this discussion. He's fighting Darren Williams, former NBA player, <laughs> in a ring in the Jake Paul, Tommy Fury undercard on Showtime in Tampa, December 18th. We're going to ask Frank, essentially, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> and then there's you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Chris Brockman currently not only at his post, but on the waiting line to buy a singular stock in the Green Bay Packers on behalf of the Rich Eisen show. Where are we on the line? Uh, on you the line? know, it doesn't say. They okay. had that thing where you like, if you want to leave here, enter your email address uh -huh. and we'll let you know when it's your turn. Okay. So I could be waiting all day. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it plays out. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's, it's, a, it's a lesson in customer service. Exactly. Okay. Uh, but when we come back, Kurt Warner, let's roll to break right here on the Rich Eisen show. Don't go anywhere. We're off and running here on this busy post week 10 edition. Tuesday. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Mike Tomlin is talking right now, and I'll tell you what, man. I don't know if Big Ben, I, I mentioned uh, to our uh, audience, uh, terrestrial radio audience, uh, to the audience on Peacock and Sirius XM, I had Jay Glazer on um, halftime of Westwood One's coverage of Monday Night Football last night. He doesn't think Big Ben's going to be back in time for Sunday night here in SoFi. Uh-oh. Uh, Pittsburgh, because, I mean, he got, he got his COVID diagnosis on Saturday, and he's still dealing with symptoms, which is terrible. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick got put on the COVID list. We'll see how that's going. That's a big game, obviously, for the Chargers who are suddenly struggling in their new stadium. Well, at any rate, uh, that's Sunday night football coming up. Uh, Thursday night football is going to be Atlanta and uh, New England first up. Uh, And last night, Monday night football was a huge return to, (laughs) I guess, uh, old styles, as I just mentioned, by the San Francisco 49ers. And this man called the game on Westwood One's coverage of Monday Night Football with Kevin Harlan. He is my Pro Football Hall of Fame buddy and friend and a Pro Football uh, Hall of Fame, I guess, a human being as well. Uh, joining me on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is my buddy, Kurt Warner. How are you, Kurt? I'm doing well, bud. Got up early and uh, just got back to, to Phoenix, but... Uh... What crazy game last night? Well, I mean, I'll give you the floor because um, you you can already hear the uh, Rams aren't who we thought they were conversation after the Titans and now the 49ers have beaten them resoundingly uh, in back-to-back nationally televised games. So are the Rams in trouble from what you're seeing, Kurt? I'm not going to say in trouble because I think we've seen over the last couple weeks you know, this whole league is up and down. I mean, everybody that we think is really good, 
has lost over the last couple of weeks. And so I think we could say that same thing about every single team. Well, maybe they're not who we thought they were. Um, I, I line right now is we don't necessarily have any great teams and there's a lot of parity and you're going to see um, this whole thing shake up even more over the last seven, eight weeks of the season. Um, and I don't know how it's going to finish. You know, with the Rams, I just look at it and say, on paper, they look really, really good. But a lot of things have to come together for the chemistry part of it. You know, you think about Robert Woods. I just think about he's kind of the heart and soul of, of that team, the way he plays, the grit by which he plays, the different things that they ask him to do, you know, that I think in our minds we say, oh, well, they have OBJ now. And so OBJ is going to step in and take that place and they're going to be just fine. And those are the kind of things you have to wonder about um, as they're trying to build this thing and put a lot of new pieces together in a short period of time. Can they get there? Can the chemistry get there to the point where everything that we see on paper plays out on the field between the lines and they get all that unbelievable collection of talent, they get all of that talent to come together and, and play as one, and now they're maybe the special team that – that we think they have the capabilities to be. Well, I mean, I, I, I led the show, Kurt, by saying that the, the bye week is perfectly timed for the Rams, perfectly timed, because Stafford said he could use a week of rest with his back, and, you know, Odell can get somewhat up to speed. Obviously, he's not going to play the, the Robert Woods role, but he is going to pick up slack in terms of targets. Um, and And then Von Miller can get up to speed and get healthy and – and they could just take a beat, bury the last two weeks, and try and finish up strong. But that said, um, what do you see when you when you look at Stafford? Is is he hurt, or or does does he have a, a big game problem? What do you think, Kurt? Um, when you look I at mean, him, I, I, when I watch him, I, I don't see anything physically that says to me, um, you know, that he's laboring or, or not doing some things uh, that you would expect him to do or that you've seen him do. Um, you know, I do think there seems to be some continuity problems with other guys besides um, besides Cooper Cup. I mean, for whatever reason, Cooper Cup and him are on the same page, and they, and they look great together. But everybody else uh, seems to be off a little bit, you know, and different pieces kind of in there. Um, they're just not hitting on all cylinders from that standpoint. And, yeah, I mean, I think there's always going to be – the question with Matthew Stafford, just because he's never been in the big game, um, you know, and we can point our finger at a lot of different things with Detroit, of course, but, you know, the expectations are high um, on what people want from him and expect from him because of all the talent and now all the talent around him. Um, and we're going to see how he plays in the big moment, in the big game, because, you know, as well as I do, there's, there's a lot of really good players in this league that aren't great in that moment. And Matthew Stafford's going to get an opportunity to prove to us, uh, you know, what, what he is as a player at some point here. And uh, I think we're all waiting to see him. We're all hoping that um, it was a Detroit issue and not a Matthew Stafford issue as we move forward. And one thing I was saying on the, the broadcast last night, Rich, is that I sometimes feel like we're at a point in this league where you look at the NFC, for instance, but you really look at, you know, both sides. And because there's no great team, Although I look at it and say, oh, there's probably five or six teams that I could see representing, uh, you know, the, the NFC in the, in the Super Bowl. I just wonder if it's – we're not going to necessarily be great by the end of the year, but which team can put together the best three- or four-game run 
at playoff time, put it all together, that's the team that's going to represent either side in the Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to be, oh, this team is the team going in the playoffs that's dominant. It's going to be, hey, this team could win or that team could win. And, and who puts that, that run together? Um, and that might be who we, uh, we end up seeing in the Super Bowl matchup. So it's really it's, – it's, it's crazy how, you know, we always talk about teams that finish hot or are, are important to see, but this is it, right? Like that's the story of 2021, the longest regular season we've ever seen might actually play out with who finishes hot based on whatever their best start, whoever started best needs to finish hot because it doesn't matter how you started. Is that basically yeah, what we're I mean, saying here? That's how, that's how I see it. And maybe it's more because it looks like every team is, is flawed. And so when your team is flawed, meaning that you have ways in which you can lose or, you know, you're not going to win every game as we've seen. I mean, every top five seeds in the NFC all have lost over the last two weeks. So when that's the case, um, I, I think it's kind of now going, okay, since we have flaws, we've got to get the right matchups. We've got to you know, play good at the right moment um, as opposed to thinking we're going to fix all of our issues over the next seven weeks and just be a great football team across the board. Kurt Warner here on the Rich Eisen Show, fresh off of calling the Monday Night Football Niners win. And then you, you've got teams that could be four and five, five and four, or six and four that are in the midst of great runs that, that can't be stopped. So I want to just hit start that with the San Francisco 49ers first. And, I mean, that was it. That That's that's the performance we're waiting to see from last night, Kirk. That's it right there. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, this is a team that I think most people thought we would see all year long. The pieces were there. They were healthy again. Uh, they had a chance to be that kind of team. Uh, and you're right. I mean, I didn't see many flaws. They ran the football as you expected. Jimmy G played as well as he can play. Uh, defense played huge, even though I'd like to see a little bit more from their front four, uh, you know, earlier in the game. But thought they played really well in the secondary. And you looked at that team and you go, well, that team could beat anybody in the league. And, you know, it's hard to believe that, you know, we've seen them kind of sputter through the year. And they're really just one game back from that uh, that seventh playoff spot. So, there is so much football to be played uh, mm. right now that you know teams that that we put a fork in the other uh, the other week on game day morning. <laughs> yes. uh, I, I don't know if you can put a fork in anybody really, or, or maybe just a few teams because you know Minnesota uh, they win a couple games. They, they're in the. I mean, it's just you just look around the league, and I just think there's going to be a lot of movements um, within divisions and within conferences over the, the, the rest of the season. How about Cam with the Panthers? You can already see the Panthers have some sort of new wind at their, at their back that they didn't think was possible this year. You could just see that, feel it. Yeah, the fans are traveling to Arizona. They went nuts. They, they're going nuts when Cam's just driving around town. You know, like you could feel that. And they're 5-5. Five and five. Exactly. And the thing is, they've got a really good defense. I think their defense or, you know, they lost some games here because their offense was sputtering and turning the football over and putting their defense in that spot. And so now I look at this team with Christian McCaffrey and Cam, and, and again, nobody really knows what Cam's going to be on the whole, you know, based off of what we've seen the last couple of years through the injuries and, and in New England and all that. But 
I know he can still be a part of a, a quality run game, and he can give you an advantage there. And so I look at this Carolina team and say, if they can develop you know, a run game similar to what New England did last year with the weapons they have on the outside, if Cam can be solid um, throwing the football without turning the football over, I do think this could be a, a team that pushes for the playoffs and could be a dangerous team uh, because you know, they're solid on both sides when they're not turning the football over. And we saw that early in the year. So I do think the energy of Cam, uh, you know, the dy- dynamic play of Cam in, in certain situations can make this a really interesting team, um, you know, moving forward. And as you said, I mean, Tampa, after, you know, losing a couple in the last three, I mean, you know, they're by no means running away with this division where somebody couldn't challenge them. And they've got their, their last – uh, two of their last three games for both teams. It's the home and home Bucks and Panthers. Those are the last three weeks. It's a home and home for uh, for both of those teams. It's going to be wild. I mean, that they could come down to the last three weeks of the season. Kurt Warner here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, last uh, couple for you, Kurt. Before I let you on on your Tuesday, uh, let's talk about two six and four teams with a with a head of steam. Starting with the Patriots, who kick off Week 11 in Atlanta, and if the Atlanta team that showed up in Dallas shows up at home against this Patriots team the way that New England's playing, it's going to be another boat race loss for Atlanta. I said yesterday, Kurt, and I'm you're the perfect person to ask, and then, of course, scoff, um, that uh, that the Patriots, the way that, that Mac Jones is looking right now, he looks a lot like Brady when Brady was first operating this offense in that season that wound up in the Super Bowl against you, I wonder what you're seeing out of Mac Jones. Well, I mean, if you're going to go back to that season, I would say you're getting more from Mac Jones than you got from Tom Brady. Um, You know, but, but you're right. The team is built on a really, really good defense, very flexible defense. A lot of guys that can do a lot of different things defensively, which has really kind of been what Bill Belichick likes is to be able to interchange guys and, and give a bunch of different looks. So they're playing great. They're running the football really, really well uh, with a bunch of different guys. Damian Harris was playing great. Um, and, and then you have Stevenson, who goes for over 100 yards the other day against the Browns. So they're running the football really well. And then you have Mac Jones, who is playing ahead of his years. He's a guy that has shown that he can make big throws for you. More importantly, he's a guy that shows you he can make the right play most of the time which you get a quarterback that can make the right play most of the time, and you're going to be in the mix for the playoffs, and he just is going to get better and better and is doing more and more for this team. And you couple that with the rest of uh, the units, and, and again, I, I'm still reserving myself to say I'm not sure they can go four games and, and beat the best teams in the league quite yet, but hmm. they are a team nobody wants to face. <laughs> they are a team that I believe can knock off anybody – in the league, and so if they get into the playoffs, which I believe they will the way they're playing right now, nobody's going to want to see him. Nobody's going to want to face him, and then we'll get a chance to see this young quarterback if he can take that next step and really compete with the best in the league and uh, you know, and push for a possible AFC championship. I mean, the one thing we haven't seen from him yet at the, is the Brady comeback with two minutes to go, right? Down, we're just two, two timeouts left, got to go the length of the field, got to get it Got to go. Got to get some points, if not a touchdown. We have yet to see that out of Mac Jones to finally, I guess, christen him in that way. But um, just uh, I'll pull on this string, even though I do want to talk about you, the Chiefs, with you before I let you go. Uh, what do you mean he's doing more than Brady in that first year? What do you mean by that? Well, I mean Brady was really a placeholder that first year. 
You know, like even in the Super Bowl, Brady threw for 150 yards in, in that game where they beat us. It was really built on defense and running the football. Uh, Mac is, you know, he's not in that same mode. Yes, they're running the football and they're running the football well, but they're, they're putting a lot on his shoulders and they're asking him to make plays. And, and he's, you know, maybe where he really separates himself more than, than Tom, but, but a lot of quarterbacks right now is what he's doing in the red zone. Some of the tight throws, the way he's able to manipulate defenses and understand what he's seeing at this stage in his career, uh, you know, to me, it's better than a lot of guys in the league, but better than what Tom Brady was at this point in time. And so he's making some really big-time decisions and throws and reads in the red zone um, that really have impressed me early in his career. And let's finish up with the Chiefs, Kurt. You you and uh, Kevin Harlan did the Monday night football game in Arrowhead when they beat the Giants. That started a three-game win streak that uh, culminating right now, if not continuing, with uh, that big win in Vegas on Sunday night where we saw the Chiefs arrive in 2021 for the first time as we expect, even though – and they overcame a turnover as opposed to having it uh, drag them down, uh, a one on, on special teams. Are the Chiefs back? Um, yeah, again, not ready to say they're back yet um, because, you know, it's really just been one game where they've, where they've put it all together and it looks like the Chiefs um, that we expected. Um, but but I, I think they're going to round into form, you know, definitely better than we saw earlier in the year. And we've seen their defense do this for a couple years where they couldn't stop anybody. And as the season goes on, they start to figure it out a little bit. Uh, their defense is playing better. Uh, defense is, is creating some pressure and, and, and creating some turnovers. Um, and, and, you know, we know that their offense, I mean, it's like a, a sleeping giant. We know it's there. You know, we know they've got the pieces. We know that their quarterback is, is special. And so it's just a matter of kind of settling back in. I, I really felt early in the year that Patrick was trying to do too much. You know, he was getting impatient in the pocket and moving around and wanting to make those special off-schedule throws as opposed to just making the plays that are there to be made, which is what's always made him special, and then adding the extra when he had to. Really felt like he was pressing, you know, from, from last year in the Super Bowl uh, to say, I, I got to do more. I got to, you know, I, I got to be better if we're going to win a championship. And I think what we saw the other night was him playing more on schedule, playing more comfortable in the pocket and when he does that and when the guys on the outside are winning that's what you get you get 40 burgers every time out and so not ready to say that they're there because it was one really solid game whereas most of this season has been kind of a hodgepodge of stuff thrown together good bad ugly um but i know it's there and i without a doubt they're going to get better as the season goes along it's can they get back to that form that we've seen for the last couple of years and then Again, maybe back to our original point, which is I don't know if they have to be that team. Like, I mean, you know, you look at the AFC, and, it, yeah, the Titans are playing well, but I'm not sure the Titans scare me to say, like, oh, this is a dominant team. If you don't play well, you can't beat the Titans. Buffalo the same way. is, You know, they've been up and down and got beat by the Jags a couple weeks ago, and you're just saying they're not a team that I, I go, oh, my gosh, you better bring your A game or, or you can't knock them off. I don't know if there's that team in the AFC, so the Chiefs may not have to be quite as dynamic as they've been in the past to win the AFC, if, uh, especially if Patrick Mahomes gets hot. Yeah, I mean, we're nine days away, Kurt, from our uh, annual NFL Game Day morning Thanksgiving Day show where we're able to mulligan our Super Bowl picks. I had 
uh, Chiefs versus the Bucks, and um, on this show, I reversed the Chiefs to the Titans. I don't know if I'm going to choose the next nine days to maybe stick with it. You know, where are you leaning on your Super Bowl pick? What do you think? Where are you leaning right now? I was the same way. I went. uh, I went the same way with the Bucks and the Chiefs. Um, what are you thinking? And uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what I'm thinking. I forgot all about the. <laughs> you got nine. Days. I know you got a lot going on. You and you yeah. and Brenda doing the junket press junket for American Underdog. You're flying all over the country to see your son too. It's yeah, your kids so I'm, play. I'm gonna have so to think about. It. I'm going to take all nine days to think about it. Yeah, because um, that's but, coming. But again, that's the crazy thing is, you know, you think you say, okay, if I'm going to change it, who am I changing it to? Like in the NFC, you know, who am I changing it to that I feel more confident in? Than the Bucks, you know, making that run, and I feel kind of the same way in the AFC. Is that you're right? The Titans are playing better than the Chiefs are, but I'm still not fully confident to say, man, what I saw with the Chiefs on Sunday that they're not going to be that team when it's all said and done. But you know me, I'm probably going to flip flop somewhere. I'm going to, I'm going to change my pick. I mean, I change it every time I get an opportunity because you know the league is like that, and uh, you know, so not sure where I would go right now. Um, but I think the Bucks and Chiefs are, are, are good bets still. Um, but, you know, you mix in Buffalo and, and Tennessee and maybe the Cardinals in there, uh, the Packers. Um, you know, I think all those teams could, could end up, you know, showing up in the Super Bowl. Kurt, you're the best. Thanks for the call. Enjoy your uh, Tuesday, and I will see you uh, on game day morning next week. Thanks for the all call. Buddy. Talk to you soon. That's my Hall of Fame friend and Hall of Fame person, Kurt Warner, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So... What do you think about that? Doing more than what Tom Brady did. He he took my, hey, Max running it like Tom Brady did in the first year. He ran with it. I had to I had to get around to that last parsing of it after you gave me that stare down like like two thousand four? Like two thousand seven, <laughs> Tom Brady? Yesterday. And then I'm like, no. Yeah. I meant when they first started. Yeah, like first dynasty. He's like Yeah, first dynasty. Yeah. Right. That uh he's like he's doing more. Kurt, Kurt saw that and raised it. He's doing more than Brady did. Well, kind of like what I said yesterday, the elements are all there. Great running game. There's kind of a three-headed attack now. Right. Um, defense is playing really well. They've had some exceptional games during this win, winning streak. And they're not asking Mac Jones to really win the game. But as Kurt pointed out, he's been really efficient in the red zone, especially finding Hunter Henry recently so that's you know kind of where he's a little bit better than the Tom one, was the one thing then. he hasn't done yet as I mentioned is he has not like down six right. two timeouts left starting from his own 25 can he do it right down two with no timeouts left starting well, from his own drives, 15 like, can he do it your whole life you're watching Tom you're like oh right. we got the ball back we're down five we're, 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 we're good win. we're good it's totally fine I haven't gotten there yet yeah we're not there yet I haven't really been in that position though yet let's take a break you know what's back to an old NBA saw. Is Giannis leaving Milwaukee? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. After all that? Oh, no. <laughs> it's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. 
that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to So, what's this GQ article about Giannis that making it seem like he's not going to stay in Milwaukee his whole career? Is that what you're saying? Well, there's a you new in- there's a new profile of Giannis that hit GQ yes. uh, and online this morning. Online, correct? Online. And uh, there was just one of the quotes talking about. Um, the hard and why he does it and why he sticks around and why he's doing the, this is his profession. And he's like, at some point, maybe the hard or the challenge will be somewhere else. And Bucks fans are like, whoa, whoa, was he leaving? Could it be something other than basketball? Could be, not sure. How is that not a follow-up question to that? I haven't actually read the whole thing. Okay. That's just just what I saw. But people are... I saw Bucks fans freaking out about it. Some of my buddies who are... From Milwaukee here. Well, unfortunately for those Bucks fans, it's it's not like that there's not some basketball crazy media capital of the world that won't just be going totally nuts over the fact that he's referring to that town. And you know what's back now? You know what's back? Here's what's back. Do you break your team up for Giannis? <laughs> Rich, as we've established. Now, let me go go here. Let me go here. Please let me go here. Please let me go here. As I've already, as me saying, I wouldn't trade Tyler Hero and the rest of the bubble Miami Heat to break up that team for Giannis at Tenacumpo is easily my worst basketball take of all time. There's no, it may be my worst sports take of of all time (laughs) in any sport, right? I've established that. Uh, my, my, my fantasy team name in our basketball fantasy league is don't trade for Giannis. Yes, okay, right. Okay, so is there a team in the NBA that wouldn't break up their team for Giannis? Is there a team in the NBA, I'll repeat it, are there 29 other teams? Of the 29 other teams, not not name the Bucks. is there another team in the NBA that would say, you know what, we're not going to do it? Uh, no, I think every team. Every would do team it. would do it. I think so. Yeah. Right? Knicks would do it. Nets would do it. 
would your Sixers do it? I mean, that would mean no Embiid. See him out, gone. Probably throw Tobias Harris in there too, right? I don't know. That's a lot. Or, or Maxi. How about Maxi? We won't say t- Tobias. How about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess they would. We could pair Maxi with Giannis, and there you go. I think every team does it. Every team would do it. Literally every team in the NBA right now would blow it up. Well, yeah. probably not Golden State. I don't think they give up Steph for Giannis. Really? I think obviously at the point of their career, but I think Steph I've is such a taker. I knew there would be one, and I don't disagree with him. You wouldn't trade Steph for Giannis? No. I just don't think as a, I just don't think as a franchise, knowing what Steph has brought to that team yeah. in that city, I just don't believe that they would. Steph Curry's thirty three. Giannis is twenty six. I know, yeah. and look how he's playing too, and the, and getting him and keeping him there. It's 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 sometimes it's more than just about winning forever or trying to restart and have another. Don- I mean, you would trade Steph. Curry, you even just texted us the other day and went fifty and ten for your fantasy team. You're right. like he's the greatest oh, of all time. Think about what he's playing at this age is Jordan esque, isn't it? The thing about Steph is his game. I mean, obviously he's a tremendous athlete, but his game isn't based around otherworldly athleticism, right? Yeah, right. The dude's a shooter, and he's going to be able to shoot the rock for a very long time to come. So, so the Warriors don't break him up. You don't break up Steph and last night's man and cast guest and Draymond Green. I'm not saying, I think back. they give up Draymond, obviously. I just don't feel like – I feel like Steph is one guy who's so ingrained in that culture. I don't think that he could be moved. How about if you're the Bucks? do you do you ask for Curry? Do you want everyone else? You want no, Wiseman? I, I would you not do Wiseman? that. If I was the Bucks. I would not do that. Well, if Giannis wants out. Giannis says, I want out. The Bucks don't have much to say. Giannis, Clay, and a, whoever else. Could that team win a title? Like if you traded on Wiseman, who. Curry, and a bunch of picks for Giannis. Yeah, it depends on who that was. It Wiggins. Sure, he's in there. Uh, Jordan Poole. So Poole, Clay, Giannis, and Wiggins, and whoever else does that team win a title? I mean, again, we don't know what we're getting out of Clay Thompson when he comes back. But I think what I Man, said I've about Steph applies to Clay. Steph's a shooter. The workout Steph. videos Clay, look pretty well great. Done, yeah, boys. Clay's a shooter. Clay's going to shoot the rock forever. Yeah. So. Poole yeah. has proven himself to be a, a walking bucket right now. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a good it's one. It's like there. the ocean for Poole. I don't trade it? anyone. Giannis is the number one player. I would have definitely we broke go. up the bubble heat, though. Jim sure. Mora and Frank Gore coming up in hour two.